Well, tonight we'll continue on with our study on eternal life and exactly what eternal life will do and what eternal life is and how it will affect you, spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. Let me read you out of Barclay's commentary on New Testament words. He said, we shall never enter into the full idea of eternal life until we rid ourselves of the, mo the almost instinctive assumption that eternal life means primarily life which goes on forever and ever. See, eternal life does not mean that when you get saved, you've got a home in heaven. That's not the primary use for the word, although that's true. That's true. When you get saved, you have a home in heaven, and you will live forever. But the sinner, he has, he has eternal life as far as living forever. He'll just live in another place. But what we're talking about, eternal life, is the life, the very nature of Almighty God. It is the substance in which God himself is made out of. Amen. Hallelujah. This is what we're going to talk about, the life and nature of God, the thing that makes God God, and the thing that makes you different than other men is that when you were born again, you received a substance from God. Hallelujah. A substance, the same thing that made God, God came into you. Hallelujah. W. Vines, in his expository dictionary, said, Eternal life is the God kind of life. It is the quality of life he has inside himself. It is the life and nature of God, the divine nature. Eternal life is the divine nature. It is the life and nature of God, and when one is born again by receiving Jesus Christ, this life is imparted to his spirit. He passes from death unto life and becomes a new creation. This new creation not only is just a new spirit, but this new spirit has God in it. Amen. This new spirit is exactly like the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He is a spirit, but he's got the life and nature of God in him. You know, John writing said, we have, we have seen this life, we've handled this life, we, we came to tell you what this life of God will do. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, this life of God will do something. What will it do? It will repel sin, sickness, and Satan. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. it will repel it. Hallelujah. Vines goes on to say here, he says, eternal life, or zoe in the Greek, is used in the New Testament of life as a principle, life in the absolute sense. In other words, God is all life. Zoe. He's all Zoe. Say this with me. Eternal life. Eternal life. Aeonius Zoe. Aeonius is the life and nature of God. I have that life and nature of God. This life that's in me. This life in me will repel anything, anything from the enemy. It will repel sin. It will repel sickness. It will repel Satan. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. He goes on to say that this life is life as a principle, life in the absolute sense. God is all life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say that, that this bench right here, see, see this altar bench? This is all wood right here, every bit of it. Every bit of it, all this on this thing is wood. There's no metal on it anywhere. There's, this is wood. This is wood. Well, God is Zoe. God is eternal life. This is what he's made out of. And when you got born again, you was made out of the same identical thing. Praise the Lord. Praise God. See, when people realize this, faith arises in his heart. Faith arises in your heart. Praise God. The thing wrong with the church, they've never realized what they already have. They never knew what they had. They've been running around trying to get what the church has already had. I'm trying to get faith. I'm trying to get healed. I'm trying to this. I'm try and he already got it. Don't know it already belongs to him. Already right, said this faith, uh, uh, this life is uh, in God and it's used in the absolute sense. He said, life as God has it, that which the Father has in himself and which the Son manifested to the world. Why was Jesus Christ different than other men? Why wasn't he He was born just like other men. He was raised like other Jewish children. He was taught a trade. But what made him different than other men? Well, he was in, had something inheriting him, yes, but it's nothing that's not inheriting in you when you got refathered from above. When you got refathered from above, you received the same life, the same uh, substance that Jesus had on the inside of him, the same thing that makes God, God came into you at the new birth. Amen. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, he said in John 1, 4, he said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In Jesus Christ was this life. In him was Zoe. In him was the nature of God. John 5, 26, he said, as the Father. As the Father has something in himself, what did he have? He said, as the Father hath life in himself, so is he given the Son to have life in himself. So he said, in the Father is this eternal life. In the Father, this is what he's made out of. And he has given Jesus Christ to have the same kind of life in himself. John 10, 10 said, I am come that you might have this life and have it in an overflowing abundance. Amen. This is the important thing. Now, this, this that we're studying is not just to gather up information. It's not just to say, well, look, I know what eternal life is. Oh, I know, you know, that, I, I understand that. That's the life of God. Well, that's good. This is a substance that you have got to have activated in your spirit or it will lie dormant in your spirit and do you no good. You must activate this with your faith and by realizing that the life and nature of God that's in Christ is in you and when this knowledge comes, faith arises in your heart. Amen. The day star dawn in your heart. Well, he said, in him was Zoe, and this Zoe was the light of man. The father, as the father has Zoe in himself, so is he given the son to have this Zoe, this life of God in himself. And I'm come that you might have this life and have it in abundance. John 5, 24 said, he that hath, he that hath, he that believeth hath eternal life. It's something you have. 
It is a substance that you have at the new birth. It's not something you'll have after death. It is an eternal substance. It's the life and nature of God. And when you receive it, it puts you in a different class of men. You become a God-man. A man with God in your spirit. A man that cannot be defeated. Nothing that sin, sickness, disease can penetrate. I'll tell you, when this life is received in sufficient measure, it'll drive out anything of the enemy. It'll overrule anything that comes to you in your home. Praise God. Turn with me to little John. First little John, the third chapter. This life, this eternal life, is a tangible substance. It is a substance that can be transmitted. It is a substance that can be transmitted. It is not something that's in you, it'll just lie dormant. It can be transmitted from one person to the next person. That's why you lay hands on people, it transmits. If you've got enough of it in you, it'll transmit out of you into the other person. Hey, that's why you ain't laying hands on people just to be laying hands. In obedience, it's a, a law of contact and transmission. When you touch them in faith, that transmits the life and nature of God into them. See, in the life and nature of God, it'll drive out cancer, it'll drive out the devil, it'll drive out sin, it'll drive out anything that the enemy has. Tonight we're going to see that, that eternal life, it'll repel sin, sickness, and Satan. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. What else is it to repel? Amen? It looks like we're already winners on this thing. Praise God. Praise God. If you'd get over here in the back of the book and turn to the maps, and then just turn back just a little bit, and you come to the end of the Revelation, you find out this life of God has already caused you to be a winner. How many of you want to be a winner in God? How many of you want to be victorious in every day of your life? There is no case in the Bible that there's any provision made for anything but one thing, that's victory. There's no, there's no experience, valley experience in this. There's no mountaintop one day and valley the next. Well, I've been down. No, there's no experience like this in God. Say amen to that. There's no, no place in this. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll be with you. <laughs> well, let's walk on. Amen. Amen. If you've got the life and nature of God and it defeated anything of the enemy, blessed be God, you cannot be defeated. That's right. Hallelujah. All right, eternal life. 1 John 3 and 14. He said, we know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brethren abideth in death. Now listen to this. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding, abiding in him. So we know that this is a substance that can abide in you. John 5, 24 said, Whosoever believeth in me hath, have. He has something. Eternal life abiding in him. This, this Zoe, this life of God is an active, living substance. 
It is a living substance. See, you've got to realize what we're talking about is not just some, some kind of ticket to heaven. Well, I got eternal life. Where is it at? Oh, there it is. Punch my ticket. I'm going to heaven. No, it's not that. It is a living substance on the inside of you that abides in you at the new birth, and it is the power of Almighty God. It is the ability of Almighty God. It's the wisdom of God. It's the love of God. It's everything that God is. He placed it in you. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. This, this eternal life, this Zoe, is full of energy. It's full of energy. All the thing that causes it to, to react is revelation knowledge. When you receive revelation knowledge that you've got the life and nature of God in you, you will lay hands upon the sick. You will operate in the power of God. You will know without a shadow of a doubt that you cannot be defeated. You know, there's no case in the Bible where, where, where Christians were... There ain't any provision for, for defeat. Yeah. They didn't even make any provisions for defeat. There's no, nowhere in the Bible that there's any provision even made. Well, if this doesn't work or if this doesn't work, and when you do this, man, them folks get in the pen. You know they get in the pen, they go to singing and praising God. God broke them out of jail. Amen. There was no way that anything could hold them. Amen. There was nothing that could hold them. I'm telling you, nothing of the enemy could stop the power of God from working in their life when they knew some things. All right, F.F. Bosworth, in his book, Christ the Healer, in the 11th chapter, <clears throat> the chapter on, he's got a chapter in there about eternal life. He said this, he said, The life of God, or Zoe, which when received in sufficient measure, lives itself. Now that's a powerful statement. If you can get a hold of that, you've got victory won. Eternal life, when received in sufficient measure, lives its own life. The eternal life of God. In other words, the life and nature of God, the life of God in you will just live through you. It'll just live through you just like it did Christ. He says the life of God which when received in sufficient measure lives itself. It gives us God's wisdom. It overcomes the world, the flesh, and the devil. It is by filling us with his own life, Zoe, that God himself becomes our life. Amen. Now, do you understand what we're talking about? We're not talking about going to heaven. We're not talking about that. Thank God that's true. Thank God that we have that assurance in Christ. But we're talking about down here where troubles is, where trials is, where failure can come, where defeat can come, sickness can come, Satan can rule over your life, dominate you, split your home, cause fear, oppression, and all these things. You've got a substance in you that can repel that, anything of the enemy. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said it's by filling us with his own life, Zoe, that God himself becomes our life. Our peace, our righteousness, our purity, our strength, our health, and the preserver of the whole spirit, soul, and body. It's the preserver, this life of God that we have. It is not just a, it is not a life as of duration, as a time period, but it is a quality of life that God himself has. In other words, you've received God into you. It's no longer I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 
Romans, the fifth chapter. Romans 5. Any of you that don't have an eternal life sheet, there's some back there on the, uh, on the table back there. It's one, some of the most helpful scriptures that you'll ever need on the subject of eternal life. Praise the Lord. So you need to take advantage of those. Romans, the fifth chapter and the tenth verse. He says, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. We shall be saved by his life. Goodspeed said, Saved by sharing in his life. Arthur S. Way's translation said, In the life of his Son we shall find shelter from all future wrath. In his life, in his life, in Zoe, in the life and nature of God. Norway said, saved by his life in us. Saved by his life. Well, what does the word save mean? The word save there in the Greek is the word sozo. It is a verb. It is a verb. He also has a noun that goes along with it, soteria, which they call salvation. Salvation and save are basically the same word. C.I. Schofield, in his commentary, C.I. Schofield was a Baptist theologian, and he said, Soltery or salvation is the great inclusive word. This, this word salvation includes something. It's the great inclusive word of the gospel gathering into itself all the redemptive acts and process processes, it implies the idea of deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, and soundness of mind. Everything that man needs for life and godliness has been given to him at the new birth, and this life, this nature of Almighty God is the preserver of his whole spirit, soul, and body. It's the thing that causes you to be victorious. It is the thing that causes Satan to be repelled when he comes against you. Praise God. This is the thing that drives out sickness. This is the thing that causes you to be more than a conqueror. This is the life that you have. Praise God. Praise God. See, what have we received in this life? Well, we received safety, preservation, there's your prosperity, healing, soundness of mind, safety, deliverance. All this was received at salvation. This is what salvation means. He said, he shall be saved by his life. His life, the life and nature of God. This was provided for you at the new birth. The man that came into you at the new birth is a man from another world. At the new birth, two things happened to you all simultaneously, just like that. Death and life happened all at one time. You died and you were born again all at one time. The old man died, went out of existence, he does not exist, and a new creation came into you. A man from another world, the man born right out of God, and inside that man that was born out of God is the life and nature of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Made out of God himself. Made out of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Ephesians now, the second chapter.
Ephesians, the second chapter, the fifth verse. He said, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ, or made us alive. The word quicken in the Greek is zoe poia, meaning, meaning to impart zoe, in other words. When you see the word quicken, it means that God imparted zoe, imparted his nature, his life. He said, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened or made us alive together with Christ, by grace are ye saved. There's a word saved, soteria, sozo, meaning this, that you, by his grace you were healed, by his grace you were delivered. How? Because you have been imparted zoe, the life and nature of God. Connie Bear said, he has called us to share the life of Christ. By grace were you saved. We shared this life of Christ. Amplified said, he gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life which he quickened him with. For it is by grace, by his favor and mercy, which he did not, we did not deserve that you were saved. You were saved, all right? Sozo, this means that you was delivered, that you preservation was yours, safety was yours, soundness of mind, healing, all the inclusive word of the gospel, all the things that the gospel means was in this one word, salvation. It was yours. Well, how did you receive this? Because I received the life of God. The life of God gave me these things. This is my ticket. What is my ticket? This ticket is eternal life. It came into my spirit. And when I was born again, this thing that came into my spirit, the life of God, is my healing. It is my deliverance. It's everything that I need for life and godliness. It is provided in life. The Zoe life of God. Praise the name of the Lord. This life, it will, without a shadow of a doubt, repel anything of the enemy. Praise God. We are... Prove that. We'll prove that out of the Word. First John, third chapter again. Little John. First John three and nine. First of all, let's look at sin. It will repel sin. It will repel sin. 1 John 3 and 9 said, Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed, his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he's born of God. His seed. What is his seed? The life and nature of God. The eternal life. Zoe. Let me read you another translation of that verse. 20th century. said, No one who receives the new life from God Zoe, no one that receives the new life from God lives sinfully because the very nature of God dwells within him and he cannot live in sin because he's received the new life from God. See, people, you cannot live in sin after you've received this life. I'm telling you, it's something that'll swell up on the inside of you and it'll repel it. It'll repel it. You will not, you'll, you'll be the most miserable person in the world. You'll be most miserable trying to live outside of, outside of God. Translator's New Testament said, No child of God practices sin because he's, he has God's nature in him. No child of God practices it, continue along, practices it. Cotton Pat said, Anyone who's been fathered by God, fathered by God. See, you've been refathered from above. 
secure in his great love. Hallelujah. See, you've been refathered. You're not your father. You don't have traits coming from him. Hallelujah. You've been refathered. You have another father. The same attributes that's in your new father is in you. You receive his seed. You receive his genes. You receive his life. Hallelujah. Anything that he can do, he'll do it through you. Compacts that anyone who's been fathered by God does not make wrong a habit because he carries in him his father's genes, Zoe. Since God has fathered him, he just can't wallow in sin. See, he's been fathered by God. Living Bible says the person who has been born into God's family does not make a practice of sin because now God's life is in him so he can't keep on sinning for this new life has been born into him and controls him. This new life, this new life, Zoe. See, when you receive this life in sufficient measure, it will live its own life. Do you understand what we're talking about? I'm talking about, that's why you can get more and more of this stuff. You don't just have to get it through both. You can continually grow in the life of God. The more words you put in here. He said, in him was life, and this life was the light of man. He said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. This word has life in it. This word, the more words you have in you on this, the more life will be alive in you. Shuttleworth, New Testament said, because he, because he partakes of the pure nature of his divine father, his former evil appetites cannot continue. That's good. Now I'm going to read that again. He said, because he partakes of the pure nature of his divine father, his former evil appetites cannot continue. They can't. Well, why can't? Because the life of God will repel sin. It will repel those things. If you yield to the life and nature of God, it'll drive out anything that comes against you as the enemy. No matter what kind of sin, well, brother, son, I've been in this. I've been in that. Blessed be God, if you put the life and nature of God in you and the word of God on that subject, it'll drive it out. It'll drive it out. Praise God. You, 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 ever, you ever seen a, a colony of ants? I've taken things, little crumbs and, and, and little rocks and dropped off down in the, in the hole. You know what? They'll come out of that thing. They'll be just carrying that everywhere. They'll just all gather up. Just can't get that out of there. Well, that's the way the life of God. It will live its own self in you. Amen. It'll just carry that stuff right on out. Amen. It'll just carry it right on out and, and repel that thing. Praise the name of the Lord. Dickerson said, he who has been produced by God. I thought that was pretty good. You know you've been produced by God? You're a God product. He had an assembly line. He had an assembly line. And he made a mold. He made a mold, and it was the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 29 said, You were predestined to be conformed to his exact image. Everyone born again come out looking just like him. Just come out the other end looking just like him on the inside. Amen. No difference. No difference. God. You know, when Henry T. Ford began to reproduce automobiles, 
He, he totally revolutionized the whole automobile industry. He revolutionized the whole thing because he made it on mass production. You know that? I'm telling you, it's a mass production of the new birth now and the life and nature of God. It's a mass production in the land. Everybody's receiving glasses, becoming, they're looking just like Jesus Christ. You know, them old T-Model Fords, every one run off the other end, look just like the first one. They all look just like that. He made a replica of it. Here's what it looks like. Any of y'all ever seen an old A model? Every one of those old A models, every one that came off the other end looked just like an A model. All those T models come off the other end, the end of the assembly line. He had predestined that they'd all look just like that. That's the way I want them to look. I want this part made this way, this part made that way. I want these tires this way. I want everything like this. And when God made you before the foundation of earth, he planned you out. He predestined that you'd be conformed to the exact image of the Lord Jesus Christ, looking just like him, having the same substance in him, in you as he has in him. All right, this life, it will repay our sin. Before you were born again, did you know your spirit attracted sin? It attracted it. Your spirit did. You know why? Because you was hooked up to hell. You was hooked up with hell. You have the life and nature of the evil one in you. You have the death nature of Satan. Not the Adamic nature, but the Satanic nature. The satanic nature. Hallelujah. Adam could not transmit his nature. He was a life-containing soul. Jesus was a quickening spirit, an imparting spirit. That's the only difference in the two Adams. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Life, if you've got a problem in the flesh, if you've got a problem with any kind of sin... The answer to it is Z-O-E, Zoe, life and nature of God. Hallelujah. If you've got a problem in anything, I'm telling you, put more life in there on it, and it will be like that ain't calling. It'll carry that thing out and repel it. Amen. Our job, our job as Christians is walk holy before God and act just like Jesus. Exactly like him. And the only way you're going to do that is get enough of this word in you that it'll live its own self. Praise the Lord. Turn back to the first chapter of Romans. Romans, the first chapter, 16th verse. Zoe repels sin. It repels sickness. It will repel sickness. Praise God. Yeah. Romans 1, 16. Said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also the Greek. He said, The gospel, the good news, is the power of God unto salvation. This word salvation does not mean just go to heaven, it implies deliverance, it implies healing. It implies safety. It implies soundness of mind. It implies preservation. Every need met, in other words. Amen. So this is the power of Almighty God. Tenth chapter of Romans. Romans 10, 9. It said that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus 
shall believe in thine heart that God is raised him from the dead, thou shalt be sozoed, shall be saved, shall be healed, shall be delivered. Amen. That's a healing scripture. We've been using it to get to heaven on it. Hallelujah. You can get more and just go to heaven, people. It's such a thing as living in heaven here on earth. Hallelujah. The minute you got born again, you walked into the kingdom of Almighty God. You was translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. Hallelujah. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. Well, blessed be God, the minute He was raised from the dead, the kingdom of God was provided for man right then. Hallelujah. Any man that accepts Him can, can see the kingdom of God. He told Nicodemus, you got to be born again to see this kingdom, boy. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn with me to Mark, the fifth chapter. Let me show you a couple of verses here about the word sozo. We call it saved, but it really implies different things. <coughs> Excuse me. Mark, the 25th cha uh, fifth chapter and the 25th verse. He said, It was a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. She was fixed to die, in other words. She was a terminal case. She was not getting any better. She grew worse. She was fixed to die. He said, When she heard of... The heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be sozo. That word whole there in the Greek is S-O-Z-O. She did not come looking for a ticket to heaven, did she? She came looking for healing. Amen? 34th verse there. He said, daughter, he said unto her, daughter, thy faith has made thee sozo. Thy faith has made thee saved. Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made thee healed, in other words. Praise God. So we know that healing is included in the gospel of Christ. Uh, you know in the account where Jairus came, the 22nd verse says, Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and he, and he said, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly. My little daughter, saying, My little daughter, lieth at the point of death. Come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be sozoed. Sozoed. And she shall live. He didn't say, Come and lay your hands on her, that she would go to heaven, did she? Amen. said, Come lay your hands. So we know that the word sozo includes healing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. He didn't say he was trying to keep her from going to heaven, many other words. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. In James 5, 14, he said, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him anoint him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The word save there is sozo. He was not saying that he'd be saved and go to heaven. Because he was trying to keep him from going to heaven prematurely, wasn't he? He was trying to keep him from dying. He's saying here that sozo is healing. The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Amen? 
Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Turn with me to Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans, the eighth chapter. The life and nature of God repels sin, sickness, and Satan. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 11. said, But if the Spirit of him that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or impart life to your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwells in you. By the Spirit that dwells in you. This word quicken means to make alive or to impart zoe. Or he's saying right here, if the Spirit of God dwells in you, it will impart to your mortal body. If you've got sickness in your body, it will impart life. What if you had cancer in your mortal body and the life and nature of God would be applied to it? What would happen to it? What if you had a disease in your body that was incurable? And there was nothing, you was growing nothing better, but rather grew worse, spent all that you had like the woman with issue of blood. Hallelujah. What happened? If you could get the life and nature of God on the situation, you can be made whole. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The, the life of God, this nature of God, I like to say it like this. It, it makes it simple. The life and nature of God is like you drinking orange juice. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I, you know, I, don't, I don't know, I can't see that. How many of you ever seen a vitamin C? How many of you ever seen a vitamin A? How do you know they're there? Well, I believe they're there. They in them green beans. Lord, I won't never get no vitamin A. I'll take them in front. <laughs> Oh, me, I'd rather eat some alfalfa hay and I had green beans, I'll tell you. Anyway, this, this life of God that's in you, it's kind of like vitamin C. How many of you ever seen seeds? You drink it down. Oh, you know, it's good for your body. You ought to have some vitamin C. And as you drink it down, say, oh, look at that. Yonder goes the seeds. Yonder's the seeds going. Boy, look at that. I bet that is. Here it goes. That is. Look at that. No, you don't see them, but you know that when you drink them, them seeds are going all over your body. Yeah. Amen? Well, that's the same way with the life and nature of God. When, when, when you activate the life and nature of God, the Spirit of God imparts away. Quicken your mortal body. Send it out all over your body. Impart it to that sick place. Say you've got a bad arm, a big, big bruise on there. Blessed be God. You meditate on the Word. Activate the Word of God and, and activate that life of God. The Spirit of God will impart away to that area right there. Them seeds will run all over your body. It, they, just like them little seeds, they say, Look like the Pac-Man. How many of you ever seen the Pac-Man game? I seen folks get hooked on Pac-Man and they'd, they'd look like there's wild looking at that thing. Nobody's gonna put you in that and they just go in another orbit with them, you know. Just playing that thing. You ever seen that? I believe something's wrong with Pac-Man himself. I don't know what it is. Now, I don't believe he's a demon or nothing like that, but I tell you, he's got some, he'll cause trouble. <laughs> All right? That life of God that's in you, 
as you activate that stuff, it will send it out all over your body and affect the healing. It will drive it out. It will repel sickness. You You believe sickness could get on Jesus? There was no way that it could have touched Jesus Christ. No, sing, no way. He'd lay his hand on open leprosy. He'd lay his own hand on communicable diseases, things that would get on. Man, he didn't bother him. He knew this life of God. Why? Why? Because he knew that life and nature of God. You say, well, yeah, but he got, it, got on him at the cross. Yeah, but he done become sin then. Right. He done become sin. He took on your own nature then. Right. He took on your nature, my nature. Hallelujah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Romans 8, 2. said, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of what? The Spirit of life. Zoe. Zoe. In Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Well, what is a law? How many of you know what a law is? Now, I'm not talking about a, a law, a, a law that we have to govern us here in the earth. I'm, not, I'm talking about laws like the law of gravity. Laws that, 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 that we have here in the earth. You know, if you take, I don't care what it is, if you take, throw it up, you know what? It'll come down. You know why? Because a law is something that works every time. It is a law set into motion by Almighty God. When you sit, you know, wouldn't that be something I throw a ball up and say, and then you well, look at there, yonder it goes. It's going out by the moon now. Yonder it just kept going. No, it, it goes to up, it comes down. Why? Because it's a law there. It's a law there. Well, we've got a law right here. The law of the spirit of Zoe, the life and nature of God, the law of God defeats anything of the law of sin and death. Defeats anything. Praise God. It's a law. It's been put into action by the Supreme Court of the universe. God is the chief justice. Praise God. He's the one that enacted the law in Christ. Something. You know God's backing up this law a lie. Operation of the Law of Life by John G. Lake. He said in Romans 8, 2, now listen to this. He said, now watch the action of the Law of Life. He said, watch this action of this Law of Life. See, the law is an active thing. Yeah. It isn't like a law written on the book somewhere. Yeah. Well, reckon, you know, reckon God will enforce that. You know, we got, you know, we got some laws on the books. You know, it's a law. You know, when I was a kid, they had a law in El Rita. It's called a curfew law, and everybody had to be in by 2 o'clock. They never did enforce it. You know, sometimes police said, boy, y'all better go on home, you know. They'd be out. They wouldn't do anything about it. wouldn't enforce it. But I'm telling you, God himself's enforcing this law of life. God's word's out on it. His word's his bond. When God said he'll do something, he'll back her up. Amen. All right, John G. Lake said about this Romans 8, 2, he said, Now watch the action of the law of life. Faith belongs to the law of life. Faith is the very opposite of fear. Faith is the, uh, faith is the opposite of fear. Faith has the opposite effect in spirit, soul, and body. Faith causes the spirit of man to become confident. 
It causes the mind of man to become restful and positive. So the positive mind repels disease. Consequently, the emanation of the spirit destroys disease. In other words, the, the emanation, as, as the spirit imparts this stuff, flows out, flows out. As it flows out, it destroys disease. The law, this law, he said, watch how this law works now. He caught a hold of the law of spirit of life. I'm telling you, he's done supernatural feats in the name of God. And just getting on hold to Romans 8, 2. All right, he said here. Says the, out, the outflowing of the spirit of this life destroys germs. It destroys germs. Before you get this life, you, your body, your pores are open just to draw in the very diseases of the world. How many times you ever thought, well, here comes winter again. Here comes the Asian flu or the Hong Hong or the, you know, some kind of flu is going to come every, you know, I get a cold every winter. You know why? You ain't got nothing to repel it. You get the life of God in you and it'll repel anything of the enemy. Amen. Right, he says here, and because, he said, and because we were in contact with the spirit of, of life, with this law, I and a little Dutch fellow with me went in, went in, out, went in and out and buried many of the people who had died from bluebonic plague. They had buried these people. We went into their homes, carried them out, dug the graves, put them in it. We never took the disease. Why? Because the knowledge that the law of life in Christ Jesus protects us, that law is working because of the fact that a man, by the action of his will, puts himself purposely in contact with God. Faith takes possession of his heart and the condition of his nature is changed. Instead of being fearful, he's full of faith. Instead of being absorbent and drawing everything into himself, his spirit repels sickness and disease. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus flows through the whole being, emanating through his hands and his heart and from the pores of his body. In other words, this law of life caused this disease, this bluebonic plague, to be repelled from his body, and he didn't even take the disease. Amen. They buried him, and they was burying up to 40 men a day, and they never took this disease. He said, You observe that we lay hands on the sick for healing? He said, For what? Simply that the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that dwells in the Christian may flow through his hands into their body. See, that's what, that's what, that's why you lay hands on them. Amen. This, this substance we have, it will repel sin. It will repel disease. It'll repel sickness. Praise the Lord. If, if, if when a man was spiritually dead, his spirit would draw disease, the exact opposite will happen when he has the life of God. Amen. It'll repel it. It'll repel it. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Colossians now, the second chapter. Colossians, the second chapter. Zoe, the life and nature of God, eternal life, will repel sin, 
sickness, and Satan. Let's see what it did with Satan. Now, Colossians 2.13. He said, And you, being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us, nailing them, and took them out of the way, nailing them to his cross. 15th verse said, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. That word in it in the Greek is in alto. It meant in himself. If you've got a good reference Bible, it will say in himself. In himself. What is he saying? He said, he, having spoiled the principalities, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in himself. In other words, on the cross, when Jesus went to the cross, the whole evil spirit world ganged upon him on the cross. The whole countryside turned dark. They carried his spirit into the very pit of hell. He descended into the lower regions. You know, he said, as, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He went into the very pit of hell. They thought he had, they had him. They thought that, 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 that they had defeated the last Adam. They defeated the first one. They thought, we've got the Son of God. We've defeated him. We've defeated him. We've totally defeated the purpose of God. And, and they didn't know that he was there because of my sin and your sin. Not because he had sinned, but he had taken upon himself my nature and your nature. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto myself. He drew the whole of mankind into himself. And when he did, he became my sin. He became your sin. He became my sickness. He became my disease. Hallelujah. God laid upon him my sickness. God laid upon him my diseases. It wasn't something some Roman soldier done that, that whooped him with stripes that got my healing. It was God that got my healing. Hallelujah. Let me read you another translation or two of that verse that will clear it up. Ramus translation said, The hostile princes and rulers he shook off from himself. 20th century, he said, he rid himself of all the powers of evil. He rid himself. See, they was ganged up on him just like that at the cross. Man, they ganged up on him. They thought they had him. All of them attached themselves to him. They was ganged up on him. He said, in alto, he stripped them off from himself. Not itself. Arthur S. Way said, he stripped away from himself all trammels of principalities and powers all principalities and powers. He's tripped off like a trammel. Any of you ever seen a trammel net? A trammel net? A lot of fishermen use trammel nets. And it, it, if you even get close to it, it'll hang, it'll hang up a fish. If they look at it wrong, it'll catch him, you know. It's, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just all over. Well, that's what, they just ganged up on him on, on the cross and carried him into the pit of hell. But I'm telling you, something happened, friend. Something happened. What happened to him? How did he get them off from him? What caused him to strip them off? He stayed under the hand of judgment down there until the third day and the Supreme Court of the universe cried out, it's 
It's enough. It's enough. He's paid the price for your sin and my sin. He's paid the price for my disease and your disease. He's paid the price for my deliverance. Hallelujah. And that third day, the life and nature of God, the Zoe life of God, came into him and he stripped off from him all the principalities and powers and made an open show of them openly over them. They know today, they know today that that life and nature of God that came into him is the same life and nature that's in you. They know it. And if they can keep you ignorant of the fact that it's in you, you'll stay defeated the rest of your life. But I'm telling you, the body of Christ is rising up, getting a hold of who they are, finding out that the substance came into them at the new birth is God himself, and it will repel Satan. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I can see them parading up and down the back all as a hell. I can, I can hear them shouting, glory, hallelujah. We've defeated the last Adam. I can see them just having a party. We've got him. Oh, we've got him. We've defeated him. But when the life and nature of God came into him, he stripped them off. Oh, he defeated them. It said he made an open show of them. All the spirit world knows, all angelic beings, all of the heavenly host, all of Satan's host, every bit of the demon forces in the world, in the under the world, they know that this life and nature of God that's in you will defeat them. They know that. They saw it do it in hell, right in their own hometown. They knew exactly what it'd do. They know what it'll do. And if you, if you won't use it, activate that stuff, it won't do you any good. You've got to activate that. I mean, put the word in there. Start using it, expecting the life of God to flow out of you. You know, Peter and John walked up to the gate called Beautiful. They said, look on us. We have something. We have something. Most Christians say, don't look at me. Go to my preacher. Go there. Go there. Call somebody else. Go see about him. But I'm telling you, they said, look on us. We have something. Such as I have, give I me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know he knew about the life and nature of God, for God had, a, had the angel to go break him out of jail and told him, go stand in the temple and preach all you know about eternal life. Preach all you know about this life. Hallelujah. People don't have to live under the domination of hell. They don't have to be under the domination of death and fear. Blessed be God. They have God's life in them. Praise God. They can live free from all cares. Praise God. Hallelujah. The life and nature of God has set man free. It set him free. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Said so he stripped away from himself all trammels of principalities and fire. Hallelujah. First Timothy three sixteen. Write the scripture down. Look at it. Said, great is the mystery of godliness. Said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. He was made alive in the spirit, or justified in the spirit. Well, when did they have to justify Christ in the spirit? He was unjust one time. He was your substitute and my substitute. He became alive right there in the very pit of hell. I'm telling you, the new birth started in hell. If it'll work in hell, it'll work in any situation. If it'll defeat Satan right in the pit of hell, where will it defeat him? Well, you don't know 
and son, you ought to see my hands. And every time he comes in, he swelled up. Well, I'm mad, and if he come in and looked at some old sour puss all the time, I'd swell up too. Why don't you let the life and nature of God that's in you flow out of you onto him? Hallelujah. Put your arms around him. Tell him how much you love him. How much you appreciate him working and making you a living that you don't have to struggle and fight. That, oh, I appreciate what you do for me, husband. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Turn to First Peter, third chapter. First Peter, the third chapter. 18th verse. It said, For Christ also has once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, or made alive by the Spirit. Made alive. See, that's what Christ did. When he was made alive in the Spirit, or he, when God imparted Zoe life unto Jesus Christ, he was a new creation. He was the firstborn from the dead. Not physical dead. See, there was plenty of them died physically, but I'm talking about a spiritual death, a condition in his spirit. And this condition that was in his spirit was spiritual death. He had took our sin, our diseases, our nature, but when the life and nature of God came into him, I'm telling you, it defeated all the enemy. It defeated them. He stripped them off, like a, a stripped off like an old garment. The Greek implies that he stripped off like an old wore out gun, just tore it off like that, just like old, just like old rag, just just throwed it out on the floor. There ain't nothing. Demon ain't nothing in your in your path. Hell itself can't stand in your in your presence. He cannot. He cannot. You know, I was in a in a place one time. Me and a, me and a brother, and we went into this home, and this girl was one of the few people that I've ever seen that was demon possessed. I've only seen two. People's always talking about, well, old boy's got a devil, or he got, no, he just might be this mean. He's got a nature of the devil. That don't mean Satan's possessed him. Anyway, I went in over there, and this preacher was over there, and this preacher had buddied up with this girl. They had buddied up together. Now, she's totally possessed of the devil, I know. She's totally possessed of the devil. How can a, a man that has the life of God buddy up with the, the devil? Something's wrong. She couldn't stay around us. She kept getting out of there, getting away from there. If the devil can hang around you and have a big time, something's wrong. Amen? Amen. Amen. She told him, said, come on, told him, said, come on, let's go in there. Let's go in another room. I told him, I said, boy, you know what's wrong with her? I said, she's possessed of the devil. It scared him literally. Oh, man, he wanted to crawl under the rug. Let me tell you something. A man's got the life and nature of God in him. He don't have to back up from hell itself. He don't have to back up if Satan manifests himself. He has to bow his knee just like he did when Jesus stripped it off and made an open show of it. And he knows it. He knows it. He knows it. He has no choice. That, that preacher wasn't long. He, he gathered up his little belongings and left that place as quick as possible. And she stayed in her room. I told this brother, I said, she knows we're fixing to come in there. 
that devil in her told her we're going to come in there. I said, when we walk in there, she'll have a butcher knife. I said, you just watch and see. We walked in that room. I said, come on, brother. I just kind of put, put him like that. Said, come on, brother, and kind of pushed him like that. And he jumped back. She had two butcher knives. She didn't have one. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Later on, we got her delivered. The life of God that's in us is greater than anything that the devil has. He can't hold still to this. I'm telling you, it ain't no way for the devil to hold on to this. He can't make a hold on you. Amen. Praise God. You know, in Revelation 1.18, Jesus said, I am he that was dead and am alive forevermore and have the keys of death and hell. Why would he say I've got the keys of death and hell? He said, because I took them away from Satan. I robbed him in, in his own hometown and spoiled him right before the whole host of hell. They all know what the life of God will do. They know without a shadow of a doubt that this life of God in you will repel sickness, it will repel sin, and it will repel any demon. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Hebrews, the fifth chapter. Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5, 12. He said, For when times, for when, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need of one teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God, and become such as have need of milk instead of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. In other words, they don't know who they are. They don't know they've got the nature of God in them. They don't know these things. For he is a babe, it says. Fourteenth verse. He said, but strong meat belongeth. It belongs to somebody. You say, well, it belongs to all Christians. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Say, well, healing belongs to the whole body of Christ. No, it doesn't. It does not. It does not. If that's the case, they'd all have it. No. It said, but strong meat belongs to them of full age who, even those who by reason of use, they use this stuff. You gotta use this. You can't just lay around and say, well, I got it, you know, everything's gonna fall on me. Kind of like, you know, Mahat Marias at a wedding party or something, you know, it's just gonna fall on me. Everything, it don't work like that. You've got to activate this stuff. You've got to put it into action. You've got to exercise this. If you ever become passive with this, you will be dominated by hell itself. He said, the strong meat belongs to them that are full age. Even those by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Do you know your senses can be so exercised that when sickness comes, sin comes, Satan comes, that it's just like a force field. It'll, it'll just kick it off. Your senses will repel anything of the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. That's where we ought to come to with this, this thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Your senses can be exercised. Your mental facilities, when thoughts come to you, your mind will kick them out. You won't receive that kind of junk. It'll just automatically kick that out and it'll replace it with the life of God. Hallelujah. Romans 6. Praise God. Are you getting something out of this? See what will happen if you receive this life and keep it activated. It'll just be like a force field around you. It'll just be like a force field around you. 
And let's be a force field. And get up. How many of you ever seen these little blue lights? A lot of people's got them around their home that'll kill bugs. You can hear them every now and then. Make a big old note. You know, and they'll just get that bug. Well, I'll tell you what, this life of God will get them bugs. It'll get them bugs, friend. Hallelujah. It'll get them. It'll, it'll eat a cancer alive. That life of God will be like that Pac-Man. He'll just say, yam, 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 eat it all. It can't stay. Amen. All right, Romans 6, 14. He said, For sin shall, ha- shall not have dominion over you. For you're not under the law, but under grace. For sin shall not have dominion over you. When you see the word sin, you can, you, you, they're synonymous terms, sin and Satan, disease, everything of the enemy. In other words, they cannot have dominion over you. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Praise God. So let's determine this, that we're going to keep this substance on the inside of us activated. Keep it activated. You get up and confess every morning who you are in Christ. Start out with the life of God every morning. I have the life and nature of God in me. I have his life. I have the Zoe life of God. I have his nature. I have his ability. I, I have the life of God, and this life is the light of men. Blessed be God, this substance on the inside of me will light up my husband. Blessed be God, and he'll see the light. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Leave it on. Say this with me. I have the life of God in me. I have the same substance in me that God is made of. He has Zoe. He gave it to Jesus. Jesus came that I might have this life. I have eternal life. Abiding in me. It's in me now. It repels sin. It repels sickness. It repels Satan. My senses are being exercised. They are deserting. Anything of the enemy. And they are repelling anything of the enemy. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. The man on the inside of me, the real man, is full of Zoe. He's full of eternal life. He repels anything of the enemy. Of God. Love is the nature of God. 
been said about my heart by the Holy Ghost. with Christ. I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. My old man went out of existence with Christ. I was made alive with Christ. The same life that he has, the same thing that he's made of, my new man is made of. I'm free from fear. In Jesus' name. 